Well, look at that, guys. It's another episode of Comedy Film Nerds. Uh, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini, just making some extra notes. Oh, he's got, ready. He got ready his to go. pen out yeah. during the theme song. Yeah. Chris no, was I'm, like... I'm ready to go. It's, a, we got a lot of movies to talk you got, about. You're, you're fired yeah, up. What are yeah. they, Chris? What it's are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Alien, Colon Covenant, uh, Snatched. Mifun, The Last Samurai, and uh, we are excited. Our Patreon Mif- hit- No, Mifun. Mifun. <laughs> I'm so happy you're the one who mispronounced the name yeah, yeah. and not me. It's so exciting. It's such a rare moment. I'm usually the one butchering names. Um, Gotta go, gotta go see it with a Mifun coupon. Yes. <laughs> Mifun coupon, uh, last Samuri. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was a. Uh, <laughs> he was he well, did how the talk. his first name, Graham? Um, Tashikito. <laughs> sure, buddy. <laughs> However, you do it. <laughs> that, by the so, way, was the uh, that was our uh, producer. Aron Brungert, yeah. uh, <laughs> working the ones and twos over there. There goes Brent in the social media, man. He's got to quickly right. take the social media and put it into a carrier pigeon and get it out and there to the world. Yep, yep, and just uh, give it wings. Give it wings, guys. The social media is going to change the world. So we are very excited. The Patreon is at $900. Oh, shit. We're so close to getting to the 1000 which will get us two spoiler apps a month. Yes, we're so close. We're so close. Uh, get us to the thousand, and we want to thank each and every one of you who have already uh, supported the Patreon. Um, we're almost at that first goal. If we hit the first goal quickly, we could do an Alien Covenant spoiler up, which yes. I would love to do. Yes, so yes. let's uh, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Um, and uh, also, we're recording later today the um, Neil T Weekly Monthly Weekly News wrap up live live. That's it. <laughs> Recorded, yeah. uh, <laughs> pre-recorded live. Um, so uh, that'll go up. That's part yes. of that's part of the ten dollars tier. You get the yep. bonus episode, and it's a great episode too. It's uh, because we deliberately don't look at the news in advance. So Neil is schooling us on the uh, film right. news. So you're getting our reactions to the craziness that's to the, coming to up. the madness that Neil yeah. finds that only mm-hmm. Neil can find. Yes, he's he digs deep he sometimes. D- <laughs> he goes into the matrix and finds yeah. the business. Um, let's introduce our guest. Let's do it. First time guest, mm-hmm. uh, first time on the program. I did a Doug Loves Movies with her. Uh, very funny. I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. <laughs> Amy Miller. You did, got I, it. did I say that? Yes, mm-hmm. you it. Thanks for practicing it. <laughs> Amy and Miller, very confusing names with multiple, multiple pronunciations. Uh, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Ooh, scooting around. <laughs> you know? Scooting around. Telling jokes in on various cities. Yeah. yeah, I wish. Oh, yeah, I should get like a nice hog, you know? Yeah. And like motorcycle to my gigs. Sturgis uh, is right around the corner. I've been blowing it, taking planes. Uh. Um, <laughs> yeah, just been doing shows, festivals, you know, busy spring. I'm hardly ever in LA, which kind of sucks and then is cool sometimes, but. Right. I miss my swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Swimming pools are nice. <laughs> Movie stars, fancy cars. Yes. I love the oh, whole business. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of cocaine. Yeah. 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 Right? Blow in swimming pools and yes. guns. And... Isn't that what you guys do? Yeah. Lamborghinis. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, well, that's the podcast lifestyle. <laughs> that's, that's all. The, this money, this podcast yes. money. That's why we're trying That's why we're trying to get $1,000 on Patreon because we have all yeah. that you sweet, sweet podcast For yeah. all the drugs. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 a lot to catch up on. I have a <laughs> diamond-studded, uh, coke-filled Lamborghini that I drive into a swimming pool and crash it, and just buy a new one. Well, yeah, they're disposable. Yeah, Lamborghinis <laughs> are disposable. They're dumb cars anyway. They're way, the, the doors open up all stupid. Yeah. So let's talk about Alien Covenant oh, now. Sweet uh, Christmas. Okay, I I want to say this. I was. Uh... <laughs> Thinking of a way to present this, and I was thinking Alien, Snark of the Covenant. Mm, (laughs) I like uh, it. But but I I was thinking about this movie, and I realized the main problem I had with this movie is that I went in with far too high expectations. I really wanted this to be like a resurgence of the franchise. (laughs) You still do that? (laughs) Yeah, I still do that. I really do. And um, oftentimes I'm fooled. Uh, But it was just one of those hopeful things because I had just – also recently rewatched Alien and Aliens 2 with uh, our daughter, just introducing her to the franchise, and she loved the film. So I was also extra familiar with the quality of the first two movies before seeing uh, this next one. Now, the one positive thing I will have to say about this movie, it was way better than Prometheus. 
I found Prometheus oh, to yeah, be. Oh, yeah, okay, uh, sure. Um, um, getting abs- kicked in the nuts is a little <laughs> bit better than uh, having my face set on fire. So this movie, I, it was it was by far a mixed bag. There were some things I liked in this movie. I thought there were some interesting things like, you know, if you're going to have, like, the colony in distress, peril kind of thing, just waiting for, to see who's going to die, you have to add some mythology and to it. And this movie tried to do that. It tried to add this mythology with the engineers and did they create humanity and why did they create humanity and um, why did they create then this um, uh, basically this bioweapon to destroy it or destroy any other species. Like there's a lot of mythology that gets set up and never pays off. And then there's also a lot of character development uh, traits that are set up that never pay off. Like for instance, um, the original captain uh, dies. This is in the beginning of the movie, not a spoiler. He never gets out of his cryogenic sleep. So the second in command becomes the captain. And are these the cryo because... chambers that are hanging on uh, the strings? So that when the when the ship gets into the hits the whatever the space uh, tidal wave, uh, the fucking cryo <laughs> things are clanging around like hangers. Those ones? Is that what you're no, talking about? No, the crew was in a different part of the ship. They oh. weren't hanging. They were. But hanging. the colony they're, they're, that the is colonists. the whole point yeah. of the ship. Yeah, they're on col- hangers. They're yeah. on yeah. hangers yes. hanging out and they get yeah. a little bit of turbulence <laughs> and they like, start banging around they're like doors in monsters inc right when they go <laughs> so <laughs> really uh, great planning it's, yeah it's a uh, or it's you know a dry cleaners then the racks just come down and you get your, always you get your to them. sure so, always um, keep your humans like dry cleaning so when you're flying eight years in hyperwarp so anyway, other, you were saying chris yes yeah, so the other thing which was odd is like if you're going to set up character traits something has to be done with them like uh the second in command is like well he's everyone was nervous of having a man and fa- man of faith in charge okay so now we're saying that he has uh, very strong beliefs in God and heaven and hell and all of those things. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, I wonder how that's going to play out later in the mm. movie. Um, the answer is never. 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 It just it, it never, never comes up again? It just never mm. comes up again, except one ironic line, like uh, when he actually says ye of little faith, like later in the movie. Oh, he knows uh, and, uh, one line. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He just makes him this, so, he's the lone spiritual guy because he just knows so he's that the man, one. Yeah, he's the, that's the man of faith. That is. So, so this movie, I'll tell you, it had some cool scares it had some cool alien designs it had uh some cool parts to it some you know a bit of mad scientisty stuff there were some cool things that happened with the androids but ultimately at the end of the day it never really came together in a satisfying way and you know we're it, we're looking like we're setting up for maybe one or two more of these Ugh. movies prequels but uh, I will say it's it was better than Prometheus for sure. I did like it a little. I did like it more, but I wanted more. I think this is the kind of movie if you lower your expectations, you'll uh, still hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you will enjoy it. I think you will enjoy it a little bit more. You think you would have if you had gone in expecting nothing? I think if I would have gone in expecting like another Prometheus, like mm. oh god, then I would have been pleasantly surprised. I think. So I, I'm I'm right in the middle with this movie. I was yeah. like, I, I but, but Graham you sold me. Yeah, <laughs> it's awful. It's it's yeah, it's the yeah. worst. First of all, I I as Gra- I said on the show, Graham had a different opinion. I hated Pr- Prometheus. The yes. thing about Prometheus that drove me nuts was the crew in Prometheus was uh, unprepared. Uh, again, Prometheus had a similar thing of like it's this ten-year mission, like we're flying all across the galaxy, people in cryo sleep, and then we're gonna, we're just gonna get like a crew off Craigslist, and then just like so this the version of this one was okay, so we're recolonizing. Just by Home Depot. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah, pick yeah. up some guys, hop in, <laughs> hop in the spaceship. You good with cryo freeze? The, the the big difference with this one is there were couples. They were couples. The, yeah. Mm. So this is the setup of this film. They're they're woken up. They have seven more years of cryo sleep, right? So there's an android maintaining everything with a Siri type yes. robot that he can, Walter. Can, Walter. They named the androids after the producers. My, of the I said, Siri came on. My Siri came out on my yeah. phone when I said that. Uh, um, David Geiler and Walter Hill. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Great shout out. Mm-hmm. So um, so the the they talk about. We're going to this colony. This planet was, we vetted this planet for 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. So the crew, I get, it's couples, right? It's Noah's Ark. We need to help colonize. So so are we going to get like 
couples that are highly trained, that are scientists, that have military backgrounds. No, we're just going to have like a fucking couples camping retreat. And the minute there's a problem, they all start arguing with each other like a bunch of goddamn dipshits on a reality show. What I I think Graham is trying to say, and I agree with this, the roles of the crew were not very well defined. Is this movie a comedy? Yeah. It should be. Well, Danny McBride was in it. Why? Uh, Why? I'll tell you, the the casting was, uh, was very off in a few places. And Danny McBride was one of the... One of the mo- the things that stood out so I, I find him really funny and interesting. Um, doesn't belong in an aliens. Doesn't movie. belong. I mean, I never, I didn't believe him for one second. And then uh, I hope no one's expecting to see James Franco more in this movie because uh, he's literally in more the little in the trailer, the, in the trailer, and the little teaser trailer that was up on YouTube of like the scene that happens before the actual movie is supposed to happen. Uh, that's like a character development scene that the movie could have used. <laughs> Uh, so it's it was just a very weird and odd casting choice. Well, the, the thing about Danny McBride, okay, Danny McBride does his one thing. He does Danny McBride. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's fine. And so in the, far, and, yes. Yeah, that's, and can he do more? Maybe. I don't know. When it's in the right film, he's, he's hilarious. Funny. He's funny. Yeah. But this is like, why are we having this, yee-hoo, Tennessee, his character's name is Tennessee. Yeah. Shut up. And he brought his hat. And he brought his dumb hat. I'm, like, we're <laughs> colonizing a planet that we've never set foot on. There's two. So you're going to need a cowboy. We never, never yeah. need Tennessee, man. <laughs> Give a little sass when he's out sense. there fixing the fucking solar panels. Like, it was the dumbest thing. Billy Crudup, um, as Chris said, so the captain dies immediately. So Billy Crudup is now the new captain. And they introduce this other dumb thing. Oh, the crew doesn't respect me. And he does these other dumb things. Of like, well, yeah, I can see why they don't respect you. Yeah, yeah. you're an idiot. He does yeah. these other like the crew's like, hey, we need to honor. How did you get to second in command? How did you get to second yeah. in command? <laughs> Everyone hates you. Like, who put this team together? And they, uh, there was a, there's a series on the NASA channel, um, where they're doing a simulation of what it would be like going to Mars and what they got to deal with, and it's written by scientists, and it's such an interesting thing because there's no like. Oh, these two people don't get along because they vetted it. They like, yeah, <laughs> you're going to have to spend years in space together. You're going to go through thousands of hours of personality tests instead of just like, hey, Tennessee, you get with a joystick, get yourself up on here. We're going to fly across you're, the galaxy. You're saying you wouldn't bring some comic relief onto that oh, ship? Oh, God. Graham? No, I wouldn't. Comics are uh, <laughs> raving pain in the ass sometimes. I would not bring them on a ship. And really, how helpful would they be on a oh, mission? They'd be fucking just sitting there being snarky, like, oh, we need to solve this problem so we don't die. <laughs> oh, yeah, who designed that? Not yeah, you, yeah. fuck not. Get back in cryosleep. Why yeah. is it called the Covenant? Does that have something to do with That was religion? the name of the ship. And that was oh, it. okay. Uh, it was definitely Great. not a covenant with the Great. filmmakers in the audience. Okay, for sure. That was it? it. Was, uh, the whole that was it. Just the this the ship, and then I really think uh, too, like the original vision of this had more to do with religion, like heaven, hell, mm-hmm. and a man of faith. Like I felt yeah, and like God and God. God the opening and, scene is all about God, God and creation and all those things, and like none of it went anywhere or paid off. Like everything was like touched upon, but nothing went deeper. And, and one of the problems with it i think is sequelitis like well oh no we'll save that for the next movie it really felt like there were things being held back or left back because like well no we've got to make at least one or two more movies and out then of no this. one wants to go because it wasn't satisfying to right watch the exactly first you know make yeah. make this more interesting and satisfying making it a prometheus sequel was like a giant i was like oh god now i, I will say this though it was way <laughs> and this is again a backhanded compliment it was way more coherent than Prometheus. Like Prometheus put sure. all these dangling threads and like logic issues and problems all throughout the entire film. Um, this one just had a couple big ones, <laughs> but it wasn't like every scene in Prometheus. You were like, "What? What? What? What's what's happening? Why would you do that? Why are you going to touch the alien worm and take your uh, your, your spacesuit off?" And just none of it makes oh. sense. They like they decide to go down to this planet right to investigate, and and. I, if you've had again, if you've had all of that training, is it dir- and it's a direct sequel to Prometheus. It's a direct sequel to Prometheus. Isn't a huge thing with space of like, we don't know what we could find on this planet. This planet we have not investigated. There could be a virus, pathogens, yeah. right. anything. Right. You'd be in a spacesuit. You'd be in a spacesuit. They're just walking down there, bumming around like they're on an episode <laughs> of Survivor. You and know? it didn't work well. It didn't it, work oh. out well. <laughs> yeah. And then the minute things go bad, they have. They kind of mention like safety protocols, like there's quarantine no, protocols. They yeah. don't 
they just lose their shit. Like literally yeah. untrained campers. <laughs> like it's right. the dumbest. Like, and one of the things too is I was thinking as I watched like these older movies, like Alien and Aliens. The tension in them. Uh, the ten- not only the tension, but also the logic of them made a lot more sense. Like they they were talking about protocols and quarantine and. You know, there was a conspiracy of like, well, wait, why is the robot acting the way it is because it's trying to get the alien pathogen back for the company mm-hmm. in the original movie? So everything logic-wise made sense where this was – this casts like a bigger net on bigger ideas. But the problem with that is when you do that is you have to rein it in at some point and give something concrete and tangible for the audience to grab onto. And this was just so many just kind of big ethereal ideas that just didn't pay off or go anywhere uh, in the midst of all this kind of alien carnage. So I I really felt like the intention of this movie um, was didn't match the result. Like I really felt like this is what we're trying to do. Like sometimes you could see when a film misses the mark, the intention uh, and the intention was there, but the film just was not. Yeah, there's there's so many there's that there's thousands of mistakes that are made. And again, you go back to the first two. The first one was just one alien. There was all this tension, and they were minors and all. And then the second one was a little more action driven, but it's still both of right. them uh, had these, you know, corporate greed and and. All that stuff, and this one is trying to talk about it. Introduces and Marines trying to figure out the situation, right? Yeah, and all mm-hmm. this stuff, and then the, the, like the opening scene, they're trying to like I'm trying to figure out God and all this stuff, and it, we're tying it to the the Prometheus, and I was just like, yes. oh man, it was it was it, it made so many mistakes on so many levels. I was so pissed pissed off. And it had nothing to do with the trailer. <laughs> it had, but, you know, but that, now that first scene was a uh, like you look at it, it was a very sterile environment with a discussion about uh, deities and God and creation. Again, I, now for me, that was like a great setup to see something that we're going to go into and explore. But it just never got there. Like I feel like this movie was and then you had ninety percent set up with, uh, and then you know the rest of it was just alien carnage. There's no payoff, and then the two the two fastbender robots dueling each other is just like. That was a good robot fight, though. I will say it had it was a good robot fight. Right, but again, it it had no it had zero payoff to the initial thing. The movie starts on right is, is setting up all of these great these bigger issues, and I'm trying to find God and whatever, and and that you know the the AI realizing they're better than humans and all and that whole issue okay fine but they just all they did was introduce one thing after another that could have been cool that could have been interesting right. that had then zero payoff and you're left with some okay action scenes and again that the the technology to show these aliens and they're scurrying around and everybody's shooting up and you know oh, for oh, sure fine, there's there's practical but, effects but there was a lot of computer generate generated waste effects of time and money I was so mad I, I did this <laughs> well, at least I you're say, over it yeah, yeah. And now well, I still got to talk about it yeah now the <laughs> the the alien sequels do not have a uh, a great track record too I mean when you look at uh, you know aliens three four and Prometheus you know you this again a backhanded compliment this was better than all of those three you know i would i would put this this is the as the third best alien movie mm. uh but the problem mm. is they're just so you know you know up and down um so i, I like will either say, make either make an alien v predator just make a fight just action thing or or act or do this I, I'm correctly. Waiting. I think everyone is waiting for a good alien versus predator movie. I yeah. mean, it's been in the comics for years, years. There's so many aliens versus predator stories and we can't get, get a good aliens versus predator movie. We've had two. And uh, I challenge you to to uh, tell me the plot of either oh. one of them. <laughs> Really one, video one had a though. yeah, one had a pyramid, yeah. one had a pyramid in it. Keep them at video games. Just yeah. make love fun. the arcade yeah. game. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Picking up those pizzas and salads. There, you, there know? You, go. you don't need a plot there, do you? You don't need a comic relief. You just need to get some points and take some shit out. Yeah. So now, Amy, uh, we'll we'll uh, get off the Alien Covenant bandwagon for now. <laughs> Oh, thank God. I don't know if you uh, were on the bandwagon. So, well, <laughs> not really bandwagon. Term. Yeah, bandwagon was the wrong term. Um, just, just wagon. <laughs> let's we get were off the on wagon. wagon. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Snatched. You saw this film. 
I saw it this weekend. Yes, I treated myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was up in Portland for gigs, and I went. I don't. Have you ever been to the living room theaters there? Yeah. I mean, Portland has a million like drink a beer and sit on a couch and watch movie theaters, <laughs> which is great. I went like in the afternoon, um, and uh, had a nice Caesar salad with a beer. Chardonnay, actually. Ah, nice. I mean, I'm the demographic for this movie, for sure. <laughs> I, I came in here wearing a fanny pack. Like, yes, you know I had a Chardonnay. You know I did. Um, this is Goldie Hawn's first film since The Banger Sisters. Yeah, which is like 15 years or something. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's the main reason I saw it. Um, I love Goldie. Um, I also have to, like, follow Amy's career, I guess for as much as she gets brought up to me. Because <laughs> um, you know there can only be like one female comic on top at any given time, and if she has your name, people need to bring it up a lot. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, but I also like her. And, and It's better than being told you look like Adam Carolla. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's offensive. <laughs> that is offensive. It really is. And you don't. Thank no. you. Um, Adam Carolla looks like you. That's, <laughs> that's how people should be phrasing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's a less attractive, less funny Graham Elwood. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Goldie's come back. There's a lot of funny people in it. Christopher Maloney's in it, who's mm-hmm. like, I think, the funniest part of anything he ever does, except for SVU. That's not a funny, that's not for laughing. That shows mm-hmm. for serious. Um, and Juana Sykes is in it. Um, Joan Cusack's in it. Oh, wow. She's playing hilarious. Playing Wanda's partner, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Now they get kidnapped, right? Or on a vacation? Yeah. Yeah. They're in Ecuador and they get kidnapped. And um, and then it's like them fighting their way out and accidentally Is killing. it like Russell Crowe in Proof of Life? <laughs> I haven't seen that. Do you have a different reference? Aaron is, sh- <laughs> Aaron is shaking his head no. It's just Proof of Life is such a garbage movie. Yeah. So <laughs> Well, let me ask you this because this is always the the when done correctly is great, but can be the problem in the comedy film is you know, the through line to just get us from one joke set piece to the next, mm-hmm. and y- you know sometimes it's w- well like bridesmaid or whatever they're getting married that's the th- that's yeah. the theme, but it's really just about all these jokes and all these set, set right. pieces. Did that work? Did the like we're abducted, we got to get out work with with regard to this? I think so. I think the through line is more. Their relationship, of course. I mean, you have right. to have, like, a message about how you, sh- you know, should respect your mom or listen to her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I mean, they set up this um, story about how Amy Schumer's character is, like, worthless and lazy, basically. Um, and so it's, like, them working together to get out of that situation. And then she's like, oh, you're not – you can work hard at something. It's not, like, a great movie, but I also right. – <laughs> It's conditional, you know? It's like a good afternoon movie for the situation that I was in. If I'd gone on opening night, I might be disappointed. But... It's an afternoon Chardonnay movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And then, yeah, there's just all these little surprises. Like Christopher Maloney, he's not in it long, but he's so funny. So, so funny. And Goldie's great. Like, she's one of my favorites. That's the thing I liked when I when I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, cool, Goldie Hawn. And then hearing that the studio didn't want Goldie Hawn, but Amy Schumer fought to keep her in there mm-hmm. and said she'd leave, if, if, which is, like, awesome. Give Goldie Hawn work. And that's awful yeah. that they had to do that. I mean, that's, it's Goldie Hawn. I know. Come on. Shows you the stu- oh, horrible Overboard. studios. Yeah, Overboard. For God's sake. One of the greatest comedies ever. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, too, because before the movie, I don't know if, there, this is happening on other movies, but I noticed you guys have the budget up here and stuff. Have you been seeing? They did this like, uh, like commercial before the movie to just say like, "Thank you for coming to the movies." Isn't going to the movies great? Like they're just like treading what? Like mm-hmm. please keep spending money at the movies. It was a really weird like the more you know situation. Like, <laughs> it can never compare to, you know, watching TV at home is never the same as going to the theater and just, like, trying to sell people on, like, coming back. It was so bizarre. But it's Amy and Goldie. And then you're like, well, I, we're about to watch a movie with you in it. Like, shouldn't so they, they get the other commercial. actors for the... Yeah, and it's directly before the opening credits. Oh, like, weird. they're literally like, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
So like, was that was that a cool thing, or was it sort of how did you how did it feel to you? Like, what? Did it feel? It was off putting. Yeah, because mm-hmm. at first they pop up, and you're like, is this part of the movie? Like, is this like? Uh, I wonder um, if Optimus Prime will do that for the Transformers. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought it was some sort of prologue, but then they're like, I'm Amy and I'm Goldie, and you're like, what? And they're just like, thanks for coming to the movies. We want to keep our jobs. Must be some kind of weird test program of like, will this this make people come back more if we have the stars ask them to come back? Well, I think it's, I mean, what what is really going on is people, they're having a hard time getting people into the theater. So that's why you have all of these luxury recliners and order cocktails and have a waiter bring you food. Like there's, they're trying to do everything they can. The IMAX, the seats that move, you know, like. Even everything, just assigned seating too, makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. But none of the plan is like make things a little cheaper or pay people a little bit less. Well, I mean women, they pay women actors less all the time. But, you know, just like, can they just like rein in these budgets like a little bit? It's not like a viable business model if people aren't coming to see it anymore. It's really strange. Well, you you get in, I mean, you, so this has a $42 million budget, which isn't, that's not too crazy yeah, for- like a relatively well, cheap movie, yeah. Right. I mean, sometimes too, a theatrical release for a movie like this is designed specifically to raise awareness for when it's on demand and mm-hmm. on DVD, so where they- plan to make most of their money back right but yeah i mean there's all these we've talked about it a lot on this show the the 150 and 200 million dollar budgets you know they paint themselves into such a corner where if those don't do crazy numbers at the then like that's that's got to be hurting the business they've made jokes about this aaron also you said it takes place in ecuador but they shot the entire thing in hawaii wouldn't it have been mm. cheaper to shoot it in Ecuador? Well, <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. But actually, Hawaii has you know tax, tax breaks, credit. certainly, and yeah. they've done some of the Pirates movies there. They, they there's a lot of production mm. there that it Hawaii, from what I understand, is actually getting a little cheaper. But because the Ecuador, just you might not have to live there, just not to live there. No, um, so, but it was interesting because okay. the director is the same person who did Fifty Fifty, which I liked. Mm. Um, Warm but, Bodies, the zombie movie. So overall, though, Amy, you like Snatch. You were you were yeah, mediocre I mean, on it. I was entertained mm-hmm. for the situation I was in. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. I like to go and um. Your expectations was, were right where they needed to be. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mm-hmm. keep them pretty low for most movies, though. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I just have a delightful time. I'm like an idiot, you know, like just <laughs> this is probably going to be terrible. Oh, it was okay. Then I'm like so happy. <laughs> um, but there's really funny people in it, and it was good to see Goldie come back. And like, yeah, I try to go out and support. Like, not that they really need my money. I mean, does Schumer need any more money? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Goldie Hawn might. But you I know, try to go see movies the, with the, the way the studios seem to be blackballing her from uh, movies. Yeah, it's strange. What did she make, commit the awful crime of getting older? Is that the crime yes, that she committed in <laughs> the studios? I think she she got older, but she 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 chose to take this time off. I think because she's like raising, like helping raise her grandkids and stuff. And I don't know, but she also has a little bit of a reputation for being like um, outspoken. Difficult. They call it difficult if you're a girl. Um, like uh, with directors and with studios and stuff. So I don't know what specifically she was blackballed for, but she's just always been anybody like, though. Um, Edward Norton has gotten the D word thrown at him. Yeah, uh, that's Dustin, true. Dustin Hoffman had that thrown at him in the late seventies, early eighties. To be fair, Edward Norton. That's come up on numerous occasions mm-hmm. for him specifically. Yeah, you wonder. I yeah. mean, <laughs> is is it? But sometimes though, in some of these cases. It's it's an artist. What they'll lump in two things incorrectly. They like my bottle of water is in the right temperature, and I'm going to throw fit on stage. Right. They put that in the same category as somebody who like artistically is like, no, no, no. I think this character needs to be doing this, and we need yeah. to do it that way. Which to me is they're two separate things. Totally. It's like right. Having artistic integrity and wanting this. This the overall film to be well is different than I'm the celebrity. I want this, you know, or fighting for fair pay, which right. is a big yeah. And oh, I yeah. I guess because they were gonna make I just read this today they were gonna make a um, first wives club sequel, mm-hmm. <laughs> second wives club or something, <laughs> um, and uh, they all bowed out. And I think Goldie was sort of leading that charge because the pay was like so insulting. Wow. That they were like, yep, yeah, just because we're old ladies. Like, we've been in this industry for this long. We know, like, what might be a reasonable check for this movie. Right. And uh, this I, wasn't for one, it. I'm, yeah. 
I'm pretty bummed about not getting a First Wives Club sequel. Well, that- <laughs> <laughs> Me and my fanny pack are very upset. <laughs> and that's the kind of thing, though. The studio will then put out the, oh, she's difficult. It's like, mm, fighting for fair wages is not yeah. is not being difficult. I think mm-hmm. it's really rad, too, because it's like, I mean, she's still rich, of course, by all accounts. She has money. She's married to another celebrity. But for that, for her to just be like, I don't need to just, like, stack up money to do stuff that I don't want to do. Like, I'll just be at home with the grandkids. Good for her. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And it was refreshing to see a lady just aging on screen, you know? Which Mm -hmm. is, like, a normal old lady face and chest. Yeah. Judy Dench can't do it alone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She for sure has the chest of, like, that I will have probably pretty soon of just, like, I've been baking in the L.A. sun for decades. Like, (laughs) and I loved it because I was just like, oh, like, she looks like one of my aunts, you know, Um, from the Central Valley. Like, she's just, like, I think, I mean, it's beautiful to me, but it's weird that it's that strange. But if in real life you saw fucking who has a ton of plastic surgery i mean nicole kidman or whatever you'd be like Ugh. <laughs> you know no it's 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 nice to see hollywood or 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 actually it's more amy schumer pushing this to have like this is what a mom would look like. This yeah. is what my mom, right. this is what, if you're in your late 30s or 40s, this is what your mom in her 60s or 70s is yeah. going to look like. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Schumer's like out in her bikini and stuff with like, you know, she's like not heavy by any means, but you're like, oh, there's a little roll. That's weird. I've never seen that on Can't do in a that movie. normally. And yeah. the fact that she is just like, yeah, I have just have a regular body type. Yeah, it's rad. That's cool. Yep. It's like you have to be a comedian for them to allow that. Yes, you gotta have something else going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. So let's talk about uh, the movie, the documentary you saw, Graham. Um, so I saw the Mifune documentary, The Last Samurai. Colin, the Last Samurai. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is about uh, Toshiro Mifune, who was in all of those Kurosawa movies, and it's a really good doc. There's the one thing, and it doesn't get in the way, but it is Keanu Reeves does the voiceover, just like oh my god, he's That's not so a, distracting. It's like, but he's not. It's hard. To, I I saw it in the credits, and I was listening. I was like, wow, that doesn't really sound like him, which is a good thing, because if he was right. just like and another movie, that he, <laughs> I, I was in Forty Seven Ronin. Uh, I can do this. He shouldn't be there, knowing how bad. What a monster! No, that doesn't make you a samurai. Okay, Keanu, you don't get to be one just because you say I want to be a samurai. I'm in Hollywood. Um, so that was the one thing. It was like, whose idea was that? Bad idea. Um, but it doesn't get in the way, and they do the. See, for me, it's already gotten in the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the director uh, Stephen Okazaki is a seven feature film, right? So he's done. Uh, the Light and Black Rain, The Destruction of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, did that in 07. And uh, he's done a bunch of other living on Tokyo time. So he does a good job of, he gets great archival footage and stills to show the history of where, and it's stuff about Mufune I didn't know. He was fought in World War II. He was in the Japanese. Mm. Uh, a lot of stills and B-roll. Uh, a lot of stills and B-roll, but mm-hmm. then you also have really cool interviews with, he gets uh, Mufune's son, he gets uh, Kurosawa's son, mm-hmm. he gets the woman that was like the script supervisor on a bunch of Kurosawa movies. You get a bunch of these um, Japanese women who were, you know, young actresses in the 50s who are now talking about what it was like to work with Kurosawa. Mm-hmm. And you get a lot of great backstory of... Was one of them Goldie Hawn? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, remember that scene in uh, Yojimbo where Goldie Hawn comes out and goes, Saka to me, right? That was great. Hilarious. Um, so, but you learn cool stuff. Is Like, Kurosawa did propaganda for the Japanese military during World War II, and when the war ended, he was. that's why he was so like, no. He felt ashamed about that and was like, uh-uh. These movies are my way. That's why he was so like, I'm doing my movies my way. You are not going to. Um, and that's why you had a lot of themes of power and corruption in, in many of, of, of his films. Also, I didn't know this. Seven Samurai was the first movie post-war 
Japan where they were allowed to use swords because the um, the United States would not let Japanese movies would not let them make movies about people using swords or have swords on the set. What? Really? Yep, because they were like, you know, we're you guys helped start a war and you were a crazy empire that tried to take over everything. So we're gonna. St- stop We're going to limit your sword. We're going to limit your sword play. So the all you of the movies. You can use this baguette yeah. and nothing <laughs> else. <laughs> so a lot of baguette fight scenes. <laughs> so I like I never knew that. So they showed the movies that um, Kurosawa and Mufune made together prior to that one that were, one was about, I forget the name of it, I'm blanking on it, but it was about corporate corruption in in Tokyo. And fantastic and and Mufune became he didn't know I didn't want to be an actor became a movie star so then there's also really cool black and white photos of like Mufune the movie star with the slick back hair and the convertible <laughs> from like you know like the way movie stars right. were portrayed back then which was really cool those were the glamour shots the glamour shots and him and a lot of cool behind the scenes of like you know, he's in flip flops and a cigarette with a Coca Cola while in his samurai outfit. You know, between takes or whatever, <laughs> and playing cards. And you learned a lot of really, really cool stuff. If you, it's an interesting doc for anybody. But obviously, if you like Kurosawa film and, or or old and, samurai and movies, do. you do. You have to see this documentary. Was it on a streaming service? It was on a streaming service that does not pay us to say their name. So okay. yes. Uh, <laughs> I'll definitely check it I w- out. I would check it out. It's it's a it's a good and it's like 80 82 minutes or something. It's right. That's one of my favorites too, Seven uh, Samurai is. Uh I'll tell you, you know what one that was uh underrated I think even though it was nominated I think for an Academy Award that I absolutely love was Twilight Samurai. Oh, that's Do a great. It's it's a great film. Yeah, that came out in 03. I think it was the mm-hmm. guy from The Last Samurai that the Tom Cruise movie was in it. I forget that actor's mm-hmm. name, but Ken Watanabe? No. No. The other guy Ken uh, Watanabe's uh like second in command or last samurai he's the star of twilight samurai which is another really good film um but yeah it, it, this is a really cool doc and it's it goes into there's so much history in terms of how tokyo was rebuilding after the war and right. how that influenced the film industry and toho studios there's a lot of history about toho studios because that's mm-hmm. who kurosawa worked for um so it was cool all right, yeah. and if you can see White Light, Black Rain by the same director, it's that's an amazing Ooh. documentary oh. about Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah, we'll that will that change that... your opinion on World are these War II and doc- how, how, how it ended. Yeah. These are not all documentaries. That no, he made, some of them are. Okay, are but features. that one didn't that one get a nomination? I forget. Um, uh, White Light, Black Rain. Yeah, I can look it up, but it's been that was a while ago. So who knows? yeah, but it's it's amazing. It's really you've you if you don't. Cry at the end of it, you're or during it, you're you're a monster. <laughs> Ooh, now I feel tested. Now it's a challenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, I'm I cry am at the beginning. Circling so. that film. Yep. Speaking of crying, we have some sponsors this show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are happy to have this episode brought to you by Harry's Razors. Now, Father's Day is coming up. This is an important thing. Why not get that dad in your life a uh, little Harry, Harry's Razors kit? You know, we're going to give you a coupon for five bucks off. If you don't have your father polish up his man face, then you should start crying because you are a poor child. Yes. And you're dead inside. (laughs) (laughs) There's other areas he could trim up, too. (laughs) Sure. Whatever your dad's into. I'm not judging how your dad lives his life and his off time. Your dad or your daddy, you know? (laughs) Maybe your daddy needs to clean up some... Some stuff. So now you're still using Harry's razors. I still am using Harry's yep. razors. And I actually, I was in a little bit of a hurry today to get here. But you didn't cut yourself. I didn't shave. And I was mad I didn't shave this morning. Mm-hmm. And my beard's all scraggly. And I'm like, I need to get in there and polish it up. I went surfing Sunday. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing, like after a day at the beach of taking a shower and a shave, I shave in the shower. And I use my Harry's razor. My girlfriend's like, oh, man. The, the gel, so everything. Yeah, the you whole use, thing. Yeah, you use I, the four-star treatment on your, I, on your man face, I right? I get my polish up my man face <laughs> like fine china. You know what I mean? Well, that's what's great is, you know, you get all these things in the kits. It, uh, You know, the, um, the Father's Day, limited edition Father's Day shave set comes with a, a storm gray razor handle, mm. chrome razor stand, foam ra- foaming shave gel, three replacement blades, and a travel cover. Travel cover I highly recommend. 
Uh, and of course, they're they're five German crafted blades, flex hinge, lubricating strip, and a giftable box with the option to add custom engraving and a personalized card for free. Just go to harrysrazor.com/slash/comedyfilmnerds. You don't need a coupon code. Just nope. harrysrazor.com/slash/comedyfilmnerds. You get five dollars off. Yep, of uh, uh, the shade sets. This is a limited time offer, so act now. Yeah. So, and we have another ad read to do. Oh, this yeah. episode is also brought to you by LA Podfest. How about that? The Good People of the Los Angeles Podcast yes, Festival. Boy, we're going to get screwed on this ad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that check's going to bounce. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, October 6th through the 8th, we've just added more shows. Um, I'll tell you, Graham, we've been doing the festival for a while, and this is honestly our biggest and best year ever, mm-hmm. for sure. We've got um, some amazing shows. The podcast pros um, aspect of it has expanded. We're going to have, instead of having six for the weekend, we're going to have close to 18 panels in live podcast just just alone, just for podcast pros, and it's included in your admission. Well, that's the thing we, we decided, we you know, last year we had a lot of, like, podcast professionals, not necessarily comedians or entertainers, but people that work for podcast companies or they're doing business-related podcasting or they're in that industry in some capacity, and they came for the panels, not for the shows necessarily. And they were like, I wish you guys would have more of these. So we were like- Yeah, we would have stayed all day if you had more panels. (laughs) So we decided we're going to just make that a whole- its own thing. It'll still be in, in your weekend pass can get into any of yep. this. You could go to a show, a mm-hmm. panel, you could go, you know, go back and forth. That's what we wanted to make it just all one thing. It's not going to be a separate admission. You know, one ticket gets you into the shows, the panels and the lab and the podcast lab. And we're really, record. We, the reason we want to expand the podcast pros is we want to make it more for like give professionals or even just I'm new to podcasting. I've been listening to podcasts for yeah, years and but I want to start. start my own. I want to learn about it. I mm-hmm. want to, how do I, how do I start it? So we're actually, we're theming the days too. Like Friday is getting started in podcasting. One of them is monetization. So you'll be able to um, adjust your schedule depending on what interests you the most. And you know, there's going to be like a lawyer from, you know, uh, from Nixon Peabody and like talking about the business end of this yes. and how it's mm-hmm. such a new area. We've dealt with this in terms of c- contracts with all of this new media. Yep, everything's new. It's really weird. Like, are you doing a scripted podcast that could potentially be put into an episodic series or a or a movie? Like, you, we're going to have people telling you how you go about that from a legal and, and a contractual standpoint. Yes. So it's a, it's it's really cool, guys. So go to LAPodFest.com. And we've got shows that have never been in the festival before, like uh, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. Yeah, Bill Burr, Lori Comartin, and and, and um, Jackie, Jackie Cation's pod. Jackie's been in yes. before, but Lori and, and Jackie's Lori and pod. Jackie's show is new. Never been mm-hmm. in. So uh, Lori Comartin's never been in the festival. We um, hate movies. We hate movies. My Favorite Murder's coming back. Yes. Um, Bill, uh, Bill Burr, I said, and uh, uh, Burt Kreischer's going to be in yep. there. first time for uh, him. Bobby Lee. Mm-hmm. He's never been. Tiger Belly. Tiger Belly. They've never been in the festival before. So it's um it's it's a fantastic it's yep. a fantastic thing. If you haven't done it, check it out. New hotel, a lot of history. Yes. <clears throat> more space, yep. built more hotel. LAPodfest.com. Check o- it out. October sixth through the eighth. And also we have our Patreon ad read, Mike Valdez, who is MikeValdez.com. Check out his uh his work, everything from comedy to music. Yeah, listen to his music, guys, MikeValdez.com. All right, let's talk about some trailers. We saw the latest Transformers, The Last oh, Night. I, I, I'll tell you, these every trailer just looks like you're on the ride at Universal. That's really what it feels like. It's like, oh, this would, this would be great for two minutes if I was on a ride, and now I'm already, this is, this is enough. I, I get it. It's an effects reel. And it was long. It's a long trailer. Yeah, yeah. It's just a lot of stuff clanking around. It's a lot of stuff clanking around. It's a lot of that. I miss Marky, uh, Mark Wahlberg going, I just found a Transformer. I miss that from one <laughs> of the other uh, yes. one of the other uh, one of the other movies in the trailer. Like, what I love is how serious these movies take themselves. Like, this is the last type of movie that should be taking itself seriously. It's giant robots from space who turn into cars and airplanes fighting. Stop taking it so seriously. Yeah. Oh, and there's the off-brand Megan Fox. Yes. <laughs> it's like, get me somebody. Get me. 
<laughs> I mean, it looks exactly like Megan Fox. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we can uh, we can afford whoever we want. I don't care. I want to piss off the real Megan Fox. <laughs> yeah. I can see and that. And Haley Steinfeld, a little yeah. who, yeah, a little girl's in it who looks like her but isn't. Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's not even Mark Wahlberg. Did you guys think about that? Uh, you know, Maybe it could it's be. Donnie. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Donnie with a wig. <laughs> could be Dan Van Kirk. We don't know. Yeah, be, <laughs> that would be awesome. Be, yeah. I would love it if it was Dan Van Kirk. <laughs> so I this movie, this is the movie that's again these movies are reviewer proof. Um, nothing we're gonna say is gonna change your mind one way or the other. If you're gonna go see it, you're gonna go see it. If you're gonna skip it, you're gonna skip it. But I'll tell you, if we get to that thousand uh, dollar tier. No. No, we, we might do a spoiler on no, it. No, we're not. You got to go <laughs> kicking more money on the bigger tiers yeah. for me to go see this movie and do a spoiler event. Spoiler How many event. movies has Michael Bay made now? Um, as far as Transformers goes, this has got to no, be like total, the fifth one. No, total, total number oh, of total. movies. Horrifying. Oh. You have a ballpark We guess. only count The Rock, then after that. <laughs> the Rock is anymore. so good. Yeah. <laughs> Strangely, I've seen that. I saw that movie in the theater more times than any other film, and I don't really so, know why. Uh, that's I mean, fantastic. Our, our yeah. <laughs> You've got twenty. Uh, it's like twenty-two. God, it feels 20, like more than twenty-two. It, it feels like two hundred. Yes, yeah, it, it does. does. That trailer it, alone felt like two hundred. Yeah, it makes yeah. me feel really tired. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you just want some escapist fun, guys, go watch Snatched and have a Chardonnay and or, a salad and enjoy it. Or enjoy, read a book. Read a do, book. Do anything. <laughs> go other to the than museums. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> go to a library. Watch a nice uh, episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, and syndication. <laughs> you know, they're still funny. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching so. Thirty Rock. Those have been fun. And then what's the other? The next trailer we saw was the Glass Castle. Now this really looked like Woody Harrelson's Captain Fantastic, where like we were talking about, is this like a new uh, genre now? Family dropout movies, where it's like (laughs) we're not going to let our kids go to school. We're just going to raise them in the woods on our own, and then they're going to grow up to hate us. Well, it felt like a mashup between Captain Fantastic and Room. It really did. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. There's a lot of uh, dad daughter movies out in the last five years. I feel like, Um, but what's that? Why? I don't know. I mean, Just, we're also coming up on Father's Day. Maybe that's why they release it now. That'd be hilarious if that was the but, marketing. That's the like, marketing. This is the, this is what we Go see this with your dad. A horrible day, dad yeah. that <laughs> doesn't yeah. pay his you bills. You live out in the woods. And now, you <laughs> Homeschools your daughter so she's And now a we live like hillbillies because of some my dad's weird problem. Yeah. Because he, yeah, which we don't know really what that is yet, no, right? No. We're going like, to find something He doesn't out. work and he's, he's a gambler. Yeah, something. Yeah, right. Something is like you keep losing jobs. I'm like, mm, why do you keep losing jobs? And yeah. why do you you you're building a house yet it seems like you don't know how to do it? <laughs> and then no one like I love how the distinction between the family. So Naomi Watts in every scene in the trailer has scraggly hair, while right. Brie Larson, now adult, from is perfect hair. So that's right. this. So if you, you don't comb your hair, if right. you decide to not yes. participate in society, yeah. that's. There's also a very dated, like uh, <laughs> the worst that they're doing supposedly is when she's like, my parents are squatting on the Lower East Side. And we we both went, hmm, like that's really yeah. nice now. Yeah. <laughs> Lower East Side's awesome. Oh, they're really on the come up. Oh, all right. I mean, <laughs> public transportation, they got these lots, good for them. They started the renovations. Oh, all right. <laughs> they're gentrifiers right. by yeah. the end of the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> they're shopping at Whole Foods. Yeah. Yeah, it all worked out. Oh, the new Bed Bath & Beyond on Lower East Side's oh. great. <laughs> So now on DVD and Blu-ray, we have Logan. If you missed this in the movie theater, check it out. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. Yes. It's a good movie, Just uh, not even just as a comic book movie. It's just a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get Out is also a, uh, a great movie. It, it's one of those horror movies that kind of transcends its genre, uh, where it's like, like you a... don't have to be a horror fan to actually really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's a really good f- and, and it's fun. It's actually it's a fun movie. Yeah, too. it might be a buy it movie, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know. Just to I don't support buy it. a lot of movies, but yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. I'd love to see some bonus features on that too. And yes. it's a it's a really it's a really cool movie and and I wouldn't suspect that a sketch a TV sketch comedian could then jump to a completely different genre. Right. And have make it scary, make it funny, have all this heavy social commentary on race relations in America. Like mm-hmm. I, this is a, this is a solid film. It was a great transition. Yeah, it was. You know, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. Yep. You know, when you uh, jump genres. Uh, the, Speaking of jumping genres, the Great Wall. 
Uh, Matt Damon is fighting dragons in uh, yes. oh, God. feudal China. Uh, yep, that's what the wall was for. To keep out uh, dragons. Yeah. <laughs> no so, joke. Now, I don't know if this movie, this movie had to make a lot of money in China. It it, it tanked here, but it had to have made its money How back could they not mock this movie in China? Because it's a movie in China with a white dude as the lead. But that like, was, it's it's was a Chinese, it was a Chinese production that, you know, wanted Matt Damon to try to get more Westerners on board. Mm. It was like the opposite. Yeah, um, it's, it's Zhang Zimou, too. The yeah, it, it was a it, it was like the the opposite philosophy. It just it didn't work. Um, not a lot of people went to see it in this country. Oh, that's so. a funny conflict, too, that, like, uh, people in Hollywood here are being like, oh, like, Get Out or Hidden Figures can make money. Like, people of color can have really successful films. And then China's like, we want Matt Damon right? yeah. <laughs> to play an Asian person. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, how do you decide what the bigger priority is? I mean, well, no, and it's always like that kind of... Uh, uh, explanation like, well, he's a mercenary, so he can be whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah, so great. Um, <laughs> so, as we said, buy Get Out. Yeah, <laughs> go rent and Logan or buy Get Out. The and ne- the next movie is My Life is a Zucchini, and this was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Film, and it was literally the one movie where you could not find anywhere. It mm. wasn't even playing in like the one mm-hmm. uh, movie house in L.A. that plays all, all art films. So uh, check it out. Uh, it's not actually about a zucchini. It's about a boy named. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's. I think he's named Zucchini or something. I'm not sure. That there's very little information on this movie. <laughs> um, and I don't even think it's like Aaron. How it's like a really short movie. It's like under 80 minutes, right? Uh, yeah. So it's barely a feature. Have you guys seen uh, it? I have not seen oh. it. Yet. No, we no, tried. It was uh, during tried, Oscar season. It got the nomination it. and couldn't. Couldn't couldn't find it anywhere. Couldn't find it on demand. Nowhere. It looks interesting, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought you guys might be getting screeners. But yeah, one funny, hour but... and six minutes. Be, wouldn't that be one great? One hour and six minutes. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, would be yeah, great. Be great if we were getting screeners. <laughs> Maybe because you have so many spoilers on your show yeah. that the Academy's not throwing you any so, screeners. So, so the minimum. <laughs> they don't give us screeners. So the minimum length for an animated feature film must be sixty-six minutes, because that's what that movie is. Yeah. Um, I might have a really long credit roll. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be 60 minutes, and there's a six-minute yeah. credits roll. So uh, you want to check out now uh, on the site, uh, Neil actually did enjoy Alien Covenant. We can bring that up with him when he comes in a little later. Wow. <laughs> All right. You guys want to discuss that. Um, <laughs> the film news, there's a lot of crazy stuff there. I did read one of the articles, but I know Neil's going to have a lot of new information when he comes in in um, oh, roughly 10 minutes. Um, all right, so let's. This, there's some fan feedback. I'm looking for it on Twitter. Um, so we talked about <clears throat> why we don't like bit torrenting because yes. uh, earbuds had landed there, and we didn't we <laughs> we didn't right. like that. It doesn't help us. So <laughs> let's put it that way. It, it doesn't. Help it doesn't us. help us, and it and it doesn't help. And we talk about it doesn't help anyone. Um, so this guy Jake at Hawk Engineer. Um, uh, brought this up on Twitter, and this is if this is a fair argument. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, uh, he said, you know, to start, I love your show, and um, I look forward to every episode. I, I love CFM, yes, comedy film. Point. Where was the point of order? So. Where, where's the point of order? And it's it's N as in yeah. nerds. Um, but he said, you made a passionate case of, against torrenting movies, even big budget successful ones. I don't disagree at all. Torrent torrenting is a theft. Having said that, how is it different for paying for a movie ticket and then sneaking into others afterwards? I heard you talk about this on many occasions. I can't really see a moral distinction between it and torrenting. Again, I'm a big fan and will continue to love all the great content you do, but I felt like <laughs> I needed to address this it's, one. It's a valid point. It's a valid point, yeah. and I we love the fact that you guys very respectfully disagree with us. Yes. Or me. Um, so here's here's my response to that, Jake. Mm-hmm. Fucking suck it. I'll do whatever the fuck <laughs> I want, whoa, you crybaby oh, dick. Oh, you just ruined it. Oh, no, 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 no. no. That's not what I meant to say. No. Stop punching me for some yeah. reason. You know what you did, Amy. <laughs> um, so, uh, no, it's a valid point. And, and I take a harder line about it. I agree. I think it's all bad. I don't, I don't think you mm. – uh, so, but go ahead. I, I, I will mm-hmm. say and, – and maybe I am just a flat-out hypocrite. Right. So the times I do sneak, and I don't do it that often, it's usually like this – I'm in a multiplex, and I see this one movie – 
And I'm like, oh, I could just jump into that one. And usually it's like something dumb like the Great Wall. Like if I was on the road and had an afternoon to kill and I right. saw, went to go see whatever. I went to go see Snatch because I really wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, I could go watch 30, 40 minutes of The Great Wall. Or- now, are you talking about like Dean Hagelin's like producer crawl where you watch a little bit of each or you actually go and see a second film like all the way through? Well, it's, what it, is. It's, 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 it depends on what it is. Yeah. If it's something mm-hmm. like I'll just watch 30, 40 minutes of that so I can come on this show and make fun of it. Right. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. I feel like I'm just like, okay, fine. Right. If I go watch the whole thing, mm-hmm. here's my and, – and again – Maybe this is bullshit. Maybe, Chris, I should take the hardline stance that you take. So right. if I go watch the whole movie, here's the difference in my opinion. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'll if I'm staying there for four hours, I'll buy concessions. So the theater is getting money. They're making money. I know yes. the, the, the theater gets the concessions. The studio gets like 99% of the ticket price. And if you're buying concessions, you've spent like about $100. I just spent $100 <laughs> on a popcorn and a shard, right. Chardonnay. Um, couldn't afford the salad. Yes. <laughs> Had to make some tough choices. Um, I think putting it on a torrent site is the equivalent of – now, because here's the thing. It's showing in the theater. There's movies playing right now whether there's anyone in there or not. Right. Because they have them scheduled, whatever. They schedule two, mm-hmm. three, five, whatever. So to me, torrenting is like I go into that – I sneak into that theater and then I prop open the door, the exit door in the back and I let people come in yes. off the street. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm I'm putting it out there for anybody to take it. Right. So I don't feel as bad about a movie that is screening no matter what mm-hmm. versus digitally taking it and digitally taking the work right. and owning it. Because here's the thing about torrenting. You own it on your computer. Right. I don't own that movie. That and I it's sneak- simple. You don't have to. You didn't go to the movie theater or anything. It's like you're doing it at home. And I didn't spend any money to do it. Right. Other than an Internet connection. Right. Versus I went to a theater, I'm buying concessions, you know, I bought one ticket. Now you could say, Graham, that's bullshit and and you're a hypocrite, but you know I don't own I don't own the movie after I leave the theater. On a scale of one to ten of hypocrite, it's a lower score, <laughs> I would agree. say. I would say because it's you know, you, you make some valid points as well. Um, it, it, it's like is it a ten, which is torrenting, like what you're doing is like a two or a three. You know, and maybe it maybe it's way. something I've I've been doing since high school and college when I was a, a cheap hustler. So I did a, a lot of things that I don't do anymore. <laughs> like that, I'm so like yeah. I look back so and I'm embarrassed. There's a nostalgia factor. There is. There is a like. <laughs> this my, is what I used to do as a kid. This is cool. Now, my dad, who's a very honest guy, would say he would call those mini film festivals, but he would go buy a ticket for each one because he didn't feel like it was honest. Oh, dad. I was a little. Street hustler who, <laughs> who ran, was always running scams. So to me, it was like, haha, I'm I'm cheating the system. Right. Yeah. So there's some Herbie movies that didn't make their money because of you. <laughs> the the percentage of people that go to two mo- movies in a row is so minuscule. Right. And even the percentage of people that go to movies alone, like we're not a big group. No. <laughs> you know. Uh, no, no, we have... When I go, like I have kids, so my the time that I go to see movies is Friday at 11 a.m. when yeah. we're in school, and it's me, uh, bloggers, and old people in the movie yeah. theater, and that's and it. And comedians. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah we have a ridiculous job, and we can watch two movies yeah. during the day. I think because of that, like the one movie theater economy, right? Like those two movies have two different economies, so you're not really contributing to one, but you're contributing to like the full cause. But if you torrent Get Out and then buy The Great Wall, you know, like there's no reciprocity there. I think it's very different. Yeah. And I am solidly on your side. <laughs> For once. It was a good discussion. For once in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So. so, Jake, thanks for bringing that up. And thanks, yeah. thank you for bringing that up the way that you did. Yes. Mm. And, um, you know, maybe I'll change my tune. Yeah. Well, I have a que- <laughs> Can I ask Jake a question? Sure. Okay. What I want to know what he thinks about paying for a movie, but then bringing in your own food, right? Oh, I do that. Support a lot too. the film, but not the theater, because I mm. think that's I think that's worse. Honestly, I here's why I do it. Why I sneak in my own food sometimes. I'm super healthy. Yeah. So I'm bringing in uh, gluten free bread with veggie meat and soy cheese and um, mm. you know well, an organic apple. I will say this: <laughs> it's worst. if you're do- if you're doing that, <laughs> bring in quiet food and eat it quickly. 
I uh, was watching The Expendables. A guy brought in a bacon salad and ate it <laughs> next to me, and it took him over an hour to eat it. I, I don't understand what was taking so long. Like, he would just play with the fork and then take a bite, swirl the salad around, how? and it was like, how an hour for a bacon salad? But how, I, but how, what's, it's, is the salad more is louder than popcorn? It Popcorn's de- if you loud. if you eat it the wrong yeah oh popcorn's the worst for for right. whatever reason um, it was a loud he made it louder like like this isn't like the normal decibel level for a salad he wanted you to know that so, he could yeah so all right so what you're saying if you sneak just don't sneak in a quiet salad yeah sneak in a quiet salad <laughs> like yeah, seaweed salad something I would yeah you know, I was hearing bull you know I was hearing guns and bullets the entire time and I still heard him munching and mixing his uh, bacon salad the entire time <laughs> when I. Worked at a movie theater. There was a burrito shop across the street, mm-hmm. and people would bring in their own burrito, which is fine in theory. But the amount of beans and rice I cleaned up off the floor, and they didn't contribute to the theater's concessions. Like, mm-hmm. that is so much worse to me than if someone stayed for two movies. Right, right. Because you're not only not giving to the economy of that theater, you're mm-hmm. taking from my time, you know? Right. Like, yeah. I'm not technically, I'm being paid to pick up popcorn, not your beans and rice. Right. Or your bacon salad. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then this guy leaned over and asked me, he's like, this is Expendables 2. Am I going to be lost because I didn't see the first one? Oh, and I told him, sh- yes. Yeah. You, <laughs> you should just get out yeah. now. Pack up your bacon yeah. salad. <laughs> um, so... It's a healthy option, right? Bacon uh, salad. I love that. Premiering yeah, it's yeah, like the, yeah. it's like the, the 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 giant you know cheeseburger fries with the diet coke. Yes. Like you just yeah. either Come eat on. bacon just, or eat a salad. Yeah. Pick a team. Pick a team. Yeah. Pick one. So, uh, so premiering this week, <laughs> we have Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Men Tell No Tales. They will keep continuing to make these movies. Uh, I wonder if this will be just as incoherent as the last couple installments. This is another one like the Transformers franchise where. Um, they just keep making them. I've lost count uh-huh. of how many there were. Um, well, at least Javier the, Bardem. The Disneyland ride is like 16 hours long, so yes. it makes sense. Yeah. And That's Johnny true. Depp, for a promotional thing, he actually went in costume onto the ride oh, and yeah. was like, you know, startling people inside the ride. And then there's like YouTube footage of like somebody like, are you real? Are you real? I've been waiting for that my whole life. Because <laughs> yeah. I always take a second look at that Johnny Depp that pops out right. of the wheelbarrow, right. or uh-huh. not the wheelbarrow. What the, am barrel. I, the barrel. The barrel. Why did I say wheelbarrow? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, it but it's uh, but yeah, but so it, it, it was an interesting uh, it was an interesting promotional trick. So I thought it made the news. It, yeah, it worked. Oh, so um, jealous. Uh, the next movie, Baywatch. It, I find it fascinating that they decided to make this movie R, because when you look at the movie and the demographic of the people who watched the series, I'm like mm-hmm. R, really R. This is. The, I think my prediction is it will do as well as the Chips remake. And a lot so. of the promotions, at least on TV are during RuPaul's Drag Race and have drag queens in them. And I'm like, is this, Are do they think the demographic is gay men to watch this movie? I Cause don't the, know. Because of all the abs? Like, I don't know, Craig, but I'm going to go. It's a great <laughs> question. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a yeah, great maybe. question. Maybe yeah. they went, let's do this. Uh, let's yeah. It's just all over the place. The marketing is really strange. Yeah, which never is a good sign <laughs> right. <laughs> for a film. And the next one is Drone. We saw the trailer for this a little while ago. This was this is an interesting story, but we saw the entire thing in the trailer. I know. Uh, so I, I don't know about this film. So, but that's it. Those are the movies. All right, those are the movies, guys. So if I sneak into Baywatch and bring my own vegan food, am I a dick? You know, if you say, <laughs> yes. I might, I might, yeah, sus- okay. I, I might right. suspend my rule for that and say, oh, no, it's all right. <laughs> I think what you've advocated in the past has been buy a ticket for the indie and then sneak into the the blockbuster that yeah. you know that the, the, I do not have I don't have an ounce of problem with it all like I don't right. I'm I'm this this like paying for one movie seeing a movie and then sneaking into a second I can see the like right. the dilemma of that and the the hypocrisy of what I'm doing but what you're saying yeah I still very highly support that like and um yeah Pay for pay for the indie film and then go see Baywatch and spend money at the indie theater. Yeah, yeah. yes, that's keep for sure. Them, when keep I, them alive. When I go to the indie theater, I always. But also, too, and don't look at the seats or the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but also, the indie theaters will. All, most of them will have some help. They'll have like an Adwala juice or something yeah. healthy that the multiplexes yes. don't have. That's the. I wish the multiplex. It's a different menu. It is just <laughs> a little bit healthier. Just a talk. <laughs> just so. a little. 
So uh, that is our show. We want to, of course, thank our Patreon su- supporters and uh, jump on. We're at 900. We're almost at that 1,000 Come mark. on, do it. Please help it get us there. Like I said, um, it doesn't have to be a high uh, contribution. One or $2 definitely helps. $5 starts getting you some cool stuff. 10 is where you pretty much get the bonus uh, every, episode. yeah the bonus episodes. And then 50 is the ad read. Um, if we get to that 1,000, we can today. give you more bonus episodes. Yeah. Patreon.com slash comedy film nerds. Amy Miller, where can people find you on the World Wide Web and at a local comedy theater or salad chardonnay house? <laughs> Don't come find me at the movie theater, please. That's my time. Uh, find me on Twitter, just at Amy Miller. My Instagram is Amy Miller Comedy. And then next Monday, May 29th, which is Memorial Day, so you don't have to work, I hope. Uh, I'll be at the Hollywood Improv for my show, Two Doors Down, which is a reference to a Dolly Parton song, not the band Three Doors Down. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at Two Doors Down Show. What is that show specifically like? Is uh, it- my friend Lydia Popovich and I host it. It's just a stand-up showcase. There's no theme. Well, the only theme is that we play a lot of Dolly Parton songs. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I'm <laughs> yeah. that's that. a theme. But otherwise, it's just like a straight stand-up showcase, which is getting more and more rare in Los Angeles. I know. <laughs> I'm like, you just have to tell jokes. You don't have to do any tricks. And yeah, people no- are like, thank God. You have to read a passage from a book. Or- yeah, long set. <laughs> from really good comics great lineups and we host that's it awesome all right monday may 29th at the hollywood improv fantastic uh guys uh, i've got some shows uh, in and around uh, southern california coming up if you go to grahamelwood.com you can also support uh the patreon for my show the political vigilante which is like i do two videos a day uh on my progressive uh rants against the corporate state so uh (laughs) It's, it's a little different than this show. Has it um, uh, has it helped yet? Are we still on a corporate state, or do you have a little more work to do? <laughs> no, I got it wrapped up. I yeah. fixed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That $100 billion uh, deal with the Saudi for the arms yeah. that Trump did, just like Obama did for $115 billion, that's the last of them. They're never oh, going to be done. They're done. God. Thank you, Grant. Thank You're you. welcome, guys. Yeah. Everyone's driving awesome. electric nice cars work. in the Middle East now. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and of course, guys, watch the show. We're cutting it up on uh, the YouTubes. So go to the YouTube page and support it. Frank Pulaski is doing the editing. So every week we're releasing yep. anywhere from like six to ten clips. Yes. Um, if you and just hit the sub- like and subscribe. That helps mm-hmm. on the YouTube uh, page. So thank you to uh, Aaron Brungart, our producer, and all the good fine people at All Things Comedy. Yep. Thank uh, you very much. Thanks. That's our show. My name is Graham Elwood, and I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember. Han shot first. Support Goldie Han. <laughs>